Are you ready to become fearless? Well, for more than 35 years, Jacqueline Wales has explored human behavior and asked tough questions to discover hard truths. She believes in the power of fearlessness to create the career and the life you want. As a motivational speaker, professional coach, author of The Fearless Factor and other books, Jacqueline has helped countless people become more empowered, confident, and resilient. Her work focuses on leaders who will dig into self-discovery, take accountability for their actions, and responsibility for their decisions. She challenges herself daily to be better and challenges her clients to do the same, pushing boundaries and breaking through excuses to achieve results. Well, I don't know about you, but I'm all fired up. I cannot wait to meet Jacqueline Wales. Please join me in welcoming her to the show. Jacqueline, welcome to the Inside BS show. I am ready to become fearless. Let's start with how you decided this was going to be your vocation. How did you decide you were going to help people with confidence and becoming more resilient? So in one, one or two words, life experience, very simple. Um, I had many mountains to climb and many obstacles to overcome in my lifetime. And at a certain point, it, it was recommended by someone who I was actually being coached by who said, you'd make a really good coach. And I was like, what do I know about coaching? And she said, well, you can go learn, which has been a, a, a kind of piece of my entire life where people keep showing up and saying, well, go learn. So I go learn and, and there it is. But frankly, the fear was placed in my life at a very early age. I grew up with a great deal of of uh, violence and, and emotional abuse and so forth. So it took me a long time to develop the confidence. It took me a long time to really discover who I was and, and not be kind of buried in the stuff that, that other people had heaped upon my head at a certain point. Uh, so the, the fear work really has become my reason for being, if you like. You know, it's like you look back over a lifetime and you say, okay, what are the lessons I've learned? And why did I learn those lessons? Why were they important? And I really do feel, and it's going to sound very woo-woo, but I think I was put here to deal with teaching people how to deal with fear because I had to deal with it myself on a very, very fundamental level. So, you know, when you say you're wanting to be fearless, well, for me, the, the fearless piece is simply about having the courage to take the next step. That's all it is. It's not complicated. And I would guarantee you, you've been fearless many, many times in your life and uh, maybe didn't call it that, but that's what it is. And it's not complicated. Uh, but most of the time, fear stuff we make up in our minds. It's a mindset issue. So what you do, is it is it a portion of it self-awareness coaching a portion of it is being a being a like a, a trusted uh you know confidant to help people express themselves and um to give them some place to celebrate success in pushing through as well as encouragement to take the next step. Is that, you know, is that kind of a fair um, encapsulation? Yeah, I, I think that's that's fair. I mean, I, you know, trusted advisor has always been, you know, the, the label that's been given to me because I'm not just coaching. I'm generally, you know, advising clients and, you know, I do that through my books. I do that through my programs. 
you know, I've got a whole host of things that I, I offer that allow people to really dive in. Because a lot of, of what we need as human beings is time to self-reflect. And we don't always take that time. And so when people are caught up in their fears, they allow this loop to go on in the head that is not necessarily the truth of what's actually going on. I like to say, you know, your program's called Inside BS. And I like to say, I don't stand for any BS. And when my clients come in with BS, I will tell them that's what it is. You know, um, I'm known for being very direct. And, and as, as one person described it, truth-telling and butt-kicking. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's exactly what I do. So come to me with your stories, because that's what fear is. It's a story. It's a story we tell ourselves. It's a story of how we think we, we are you know, walking through the world. So to your point about the confidence piece, the confidence is knowing who you are, knowing what your strengths and your weaknesses are, knowing what you're capable of, and not making excuses for it, and having that assertiveness because confidence is being about of being assertive isn't it it's like i know who i am i know what i can do but yeah i've got a lot more to learn because frankly we're learning till the day we die it's very simple yeah now in in my experience there are there are big fears there are little fears there are fears that stem from what's possible but not probable and then there are completely irrational fears right where where do we start so if i'm a client coming to you how do we how do we start to address some of these things so let's say that you have uh, a fear of failure which Mm. is a huge one for a lot of people especially for overachievers you know they're terrified of failure so therefore they they go into perfectionist mode high standards wanting other people to have high standards making it sometimes impossible for themselves because there's no self-compassion So one of the things that I teach for someone who has a perfectionist mindset is self-compassion. You know, didn't get that done today, tomorrow, I'll do better, if Mm. you like, that kind of approach. Um, But the the fears, as you said, they're different categories. But if we look at fear, it's associated with several things that I've kind of highlighted in, in my lifetime. Number one is the fear of loss. You know, failure is really about the fear of loss. But my positioning on failure is failure is simply a lesson to be learned. It's an expectation or a decision that didn't go the way you wanted it to. And that's all a failure is. And, you know, and yeah, you might've been trying to launch a product and that didn't work. Great. So what's your your approach to that next? Let's do the iteration because failures are all about iterations. So loss is number one. And the second one is humiliation. Why do people not speak up? Why do people not put themselves forward? Why do they feel like they might be rejected, which is another piece of, of the, the puzzle. Mm. So you've got humiliation and rejection in there as, as two, two things going on. So there's loss, there's humiliation, there's rejection, there's failure. These are There's a very clear pieces. And on the other side of failure is the fear of success. And you see that a lot too, when, when people are really pushed towards why are you not taking more risks? Why are you not reaching for more of a stretch than what you're currently doing? Uh, and I see this because I do a lot of behavioral assessments. And I found that at the root of a lot of behavioral, uh, negative behavioral stuff, there's fear. There's mm. fear of, of whatever it is. So, for instance, in the sales world, you've got a lot of people who see they have to be very competitive. You know, they have to win. They have to prove their right and so forth. So I get that there's a piece there that's really important for us to move forward. But when it's taken to extremes, 
what's at, at fundamentally at the base of this. And what I've discovered is what fundamentally is a fear issue for so many and bad behaviors, negative behaviors, whatever, that lead to those fears is the lack of, of self-confidence, feeling that you're not good enough. Fear really comes down to a lot of the time, I'm not good enough. So you see that in the imposter syndrome. You see that in, in people who are just not taking enough risk to put themselves out there. And in your sales world, that's a big issue. Yeah, you know, I, I think over the years, I've seen people who were overwhelmingly competitive and still feared rejection, but the, the competitive drive in them allowed them to push through what they were what they were feeling as fear. And then on the opposite side of the spectrum, particularly with professionals, lawyers, CPAs, uh, financial advisors, I see that fear of rejection completely overwhelm them. And it, it deludes their thinking into believing that just connecting with people on social media can substitute for legitimate sales work, right? It just completely distorts what their, what their perception is of, of productive activity. So I, I, I get it. In helping people get through that, though, how do you... So somebody who fears rejection that much... What's the, what is their what is their activity that's going to get them through that? Is it just exposure to what it is they fear? Well, you know, the, there is a, the old adage of you know, act as if you know that that piece of pushing through the discomfort. You know, one of the things I say to my clients is get comfortable being uncomfortable because that's the only way we change. Mm. So pushing through that as and acting as if is one piece of that. But another piece that I I do in my work is let's take a hard look at your self-limiting beliefs because the self-limiting beliefs are frequently where we hold back. And again, to that point of, am I good enough? There's, that is a huge question that, that lies at the back of a lot of stuff that we do. So for instance, if you think of people who are in constant approval mode, you know, am, am I doing okay? Are you okay? You know, checking in all the time. Um, that's really a piece of tell me I'm okay. And, and that's the fear of, again, I'm, I'm probably not okay, but that's the, the point of the thinking that's going on. So when you think about the behaviors, like the rejection fear, rejection fear is, is really about, again, it's very simple. I like to take complex issues and reduce them down to simplicity. And I have to keep repeating this, but rejection is very much tied into, if you reject me, then I'm no good. I'm a failure. I didn't do well. And so the push against that is, I'll show you. You know, there's, there's that other aggressive side too, which can show up. And so you get people who are very much in control mode, who want to have that status, want to have that position of showing you that I matter. Now, if you have that thing of, you know, I, I really do matter, but you don't have the confidence behind it to know that you've done the work, to know that what you do does matter. I mean, I know the work I do does matter. I've sure. done it for long enough. Yeah. But there's a lot of people who walk around trying to prove that over and over and over again. And again, that's that insecurity. That's that fear of somebody's going to find me out and find out I'm really not as good as I think I am. All right, so let's let's look at this as if we're we're building uh, we're building a house or building a pyramid or a triangle. 
at the foundation, uh, from what I'm hearing from you, there has to be, you have to have some comfort with yourself at the foundation before you can be comfortable being uncomfortable in a, in a situation where you're going to overcome a fear. Am I, do I have that right? No, actually, I would disagree with you. Okay. I, I'd say there's a lot of people who get their back against the wall and then they realize, well, about time I did something about this. So, you know, that that awakening, if you like, that moment of saying, you know, like you say in your book, you know, the 60 seconds that changed your life is when you're hurled up into the air by a, a yellow taxi that right. uh, you didn't see coming, you know. And so our lives can change in a moment. Uh, and that causes us to reflect and think about what are we doing that's that's really working for us or not working for us. So you're not coming in with that level of um, the the comfort piece of I already kind of know where I am. Now, there's a lot of senior executives who come in and they'll say, I already kind of know who I am. But I also know that there's things that I can improve upon, like communication. I have terrible communication with my team. They don't trust me. Okay, so let's look at that issue for yourself. You know, what is it about the communication that's breaking down? And again, to to your point, you know, your your business is all about communication, and and how are we doing that? And how are we respecting other people in that conversation? And um, a lot of it is just simply about education. You know, they don't know any better. And I've had executives break down in tears when I pointed out to them that their behavior was not serving them and that it was impacting their career and talking to people in the legal business. Um, and they finally got that message about, yeah, I need to do better. But they don't come in with the awareness. I mean, they come in with some awareness, I need to do better, but they're not quite sure what the actual issues are that, that define that. Do you ever have trouble getting them to be receptive to the ideas you're sharing with them? Yeah, you'll get resistance. I think anything that involves, um, you know, change, you'll always find resistance. And that resistance is what we need to examine. You know, it's like, so you've got homework to do, for instance. You know, I'm very much about accountability. And that's part of my job is to hold you accountable. Um, and I'm sure yours is too when you're coaching. But the point being is, if you're not doing it, I had a client once, three months, CEO of a company, three months we worked together. And each week, there was stuff she needed to concentrate with regards to her own self-confidence and her own development of her business, which had been fairly successful. She never did the work. And at the end of three months, she had made practically no progress. And it wasn't for lack of trying. And on my part anyways. And at a certain point in time, I thought, am I just being a bad coach? You know, is it, is, am I not hitting the right places? But at the end of the, 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 the engagement, she said, you know, just simply resistance. I wasn't ready to do the work. I, I signed up too early. And mm. I said, yeah, but, you know, you were given the tools to make the changes. But it was too threatening. So yeah. she didn't make it. I, you know, one of the things that I struggle with and I see it sometimes in my clients is not knowing where the behavior comes from. So I'll give you an example in, uh, and, I, and I'll make it personal to me because it wouldn't be fair for me to share a client, uh, you know, client's information. Uh, they may be able to recognize themselves and I wouldn't want that. So in, in my case, um, there's uh, we, my, my son and I, when he was nine years old, uh, he's 12 now, we were, we were driving on the highway 
and uh, we saw a gentleman flick a cigarette out the window of, uh, of his pickup truck, and the cigarette went back and flew into the back of his pickup truck where he had some rags that were obviously covered in some type of a substance. It must have been paint thinner because he was a painter, and they caught on fire. And we drove up to him, told him to pull over. This is on a, a, hu- a busy high, the busy, one of the busiest highways in America, I-95. He pulled over, and without thinking, I told my son to stay in the car, grab the fire extinguisher, ran, and jumped in the back of his truck, and I put out the fire. I didn't even think about it. Not, not an ounce of concern at all, okay, you know, on my part. Contrast that with needing to make a phone call to an executive to uh, to pitch a new deal, and I'll do it, but I'm a basket case before I have to do that, right? In my mind, it is far more dangerous, and I know this rationally. It is far more dangerous to jump into the back of that pickup truck and spray those those paint thinner laden rags with a fire extinguisher, right? Far more dangerous. I'm not going to get hurt over the phone. Worst thing that can happen is this guy says he's not interested. <laughs> Why do I have fear about the the least uh, threatening situation and I have no fear in a situation that is far more threatening? Why is that? With the call to the the uh, the CEO or, you know, whoever that, that right. call is to, um it's it's questioning your authority so think about that for a moment questioning your authority so therefore if i get a no or if i get don't bother me today or simply you get stonewalled completely Mm. uh you know let me think about it we hate those let me think about it conversations when you're in a sales you know mode or at least or even just building a relationship sure sure um so the, the 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 threat is to your authority. The threat is to your expertise. And so you don't want to feel that that's being undermined uh, in any way. So therefore, you know, jumping on the back of the pickup truck to put out the fire was a, a perfectly natural thing for you to do. It's like, yeah, life is endangered here. Now, life is not endangered when we're making a call and they're not answering or they're, they're not responding to, to the conversation we want to have. But somewhere in our minds, there is that piece that says, oh, well, it wasn't good enough. Not good enough. So it's an ego. So my ego is is wrapped up in the call. My ego is not wrapped up in putting out the fire. Right. That's exactly it. Okay. I got it. So we protect the ego very, very carefully, Mm. you know. But of course, you know, if we look at a lot of spiritual practices, which is going beyond ego. And so, you know, when we get a no, and you know this because you probably teach it is that it's just an opportunity to go explore something else, to stay open, to stay curious and see what happens. Uh, but that takes some training to allow that ego mind of yours to to get past that and say, okay, it's not about me. And in, in my case, I think it's not, it's not even the no that I'm afraid of. It's the not paying attention, right? It's the not, I don't, you're not even good enough for me to take the call. I think you hit it on the head with that. I don't mind that the, the no is fine. I would rather get the no than the I'll think about it and then blow me off or, uh, you know, I'm just not going to, you're so unimportant that I'm not even going to keep the appointment that we had scheduled. It's, you know, the the no would be would be okay. Ha, so, so then that, that conversation becomes, is it about you or is it about them? Well, it should and be about so them. It should be, it should be about, them. Be about right? them. It shouldn't be about yeah. me. It shouldn't be. And that's, and that's where the self-awareness comes in, 
right? Mm -hmm. If I know yeah. myself well enough and I know, and here's what I know, and this is, and this is what I share with my clients. I'm curious about your thoughts on this. You will never remember. I don't remember people who say no. I, I can get 20 no's and one yes, and that one yes is worth $150,000. All I think about is the yes, right? <laughs> Leading up to the yes, I wonder if I'm ever going to get a yes again, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <that was> <laughs> which, is, which is something totally different. But at the end of that, I never remember the 20, and that's what I tell myself to get through it. Right. I tell myself to get through it and I tell my clients, this is what you got to tell yourself. You're never going to remember that guy who just who, who is just nasty to you. You're never going to remember that woman who said, you know, I don't need this. What you do is unimportant. You're never going to remember that as you're enjoying the fruits of your labor. The only thing you're going to remember is that you were able to you know, buy your family something nice or go on a nice vacation or pay your bills without having to lose any sleep. That's what you're going to think about. So work toward that and forget about whatever these other folks say. That's how I, that's how I, that's how I get through it myself. Yeah. Well, you, you brought up something very important, which is self-talk. Mm -hmm. You know, we can talk ourselves into anything, you know, I mean, that's, that's really the truth of the matter, but it's also about back to the failure piece when you're dealing with failure. And I say to people, you know, when they tell me, and I hear this a lot. And when I talk fear of failure, I go, okay, so make two columns, success column, failure column. Now, remember what these incidents were. Which column is going to be longer? It's going to be success. Right. You just pointed it out. You're right. not going to right. remember. Absolutely. 100%. 100%. It didn't go the way you wanted it to. Right. Yeah. And, you know, that's, that, that's important. Very, very, very important perspective. So uh, I want to go back to something you said because it's something that I see quite a bit. And it is, it has to be rooted in fear. I, uh, people come to me before they're ready. Well, or people come to me not, I guess, without, without full knowledge of what will be required. All progress requires effort. So people come to you, they come to me, and they want something different. They want to change then they see the work that's involved in the change or they experience the work that's involved in the change and it triggers something in them that just holds them back from, from doing the work. What do you do to help people break through that barrier? Well, I'll give you an example. I have currently a six-week accelerated change program and I call it accelerated change simply because I've got six weeks to help you break through whatever barrier it is that you've come to me with. Okay. So first thing we're going to be doing is looking at what are the themes of your life and what are the, what is your biggest current issue and where did it start? And what do you think it is that's perpetuating it? And where, what would it look like if you were to get beyond it? So you're setting up a vision of, of what your strengths are and where you think you can be going. That's number one. But number two is, you've got me one-on-one -on -one to talk to about what you think is going on and what you think is going on and what's really going on is usually two different things. Mm. It's my job to help you articulate that so that you can have that moment of going, oh, I never thought about it like that before. Well, now that you can think about it like that, then you've got options. You know, you can do something about it or you can continue doing your same old bullshit and then you kind of take it from there. Um, the next piece of the program is there's a lot of content. So I'm looking at self-awareness. I'm looking at limited beliefs. I'm looking at fear. I'm looking at trust. 
I'm looking at, at your communication skills. I'm looking at a whole host of things about what makes you an authentic human being mm-hmm. and how you're showing up in the world. So they get that. And then they have peer-to-peer small group forum facilitation because we we learn best when we're learning with our peers, but not in a massive, you know, 30 people in a room kind of thing, but in a small group where you learn how to open up, trust people, share and learn from each other. So this is my six week program and it, it gets phenomenal results because it's, it's almost forcing people and you can do the work or not do the work, but I'm very clear about the beginning of the program. There's a commitment. You signed up for this. So I want to see your commitment to doing the program. And there's, there's the, you know, kick bus, butt kicker as yeah. somebody called me, you know? Um, so, Sometimes it takes that, but you've got to be willing in the interim to be willing to go into that state, knowing that that's what you're in for. I'm not here to hold your hand. I'm not here to tell you everything's going to be nice and nice and you're going to be fine. No, I'm here to tell you, you've got a whole bunch of bullshit going on in your life that's holding you back from where you want to go. And I think it's time that you stood up and had a clear and hard look at it so that you can start to see the truth of who you are and what it is that you want to achieve in your life. And I work with very high level individuals who already have achieved a great deal of success in their life, but they find this type of program is just what they need to get the kickstart into taking that next step, being fearless, having the courage to address the issues that are making you damned uncomfortable because you've been thinking about it for too long. Yeah, and how do people get involved with your accelerated change program if they want to? So it's on my website and I run them every few weeks. Uh, so I'm about to start one next week and it's all women, but um, my I do several cohorts of this program. Again, always small forum because that's exactly what, what will get the results. So going to my website, thefearlessfactoratwork.com, uh, there's plenty of information on there. Okay, so we'll we'll put that link on the show notes, thefearlessfactoratwork.com. There's all kinds of there's actually really good information on there about everything that we've that we've talked about today. Uh, you can also uh, browse through some of the books that Jacqueline has written, uh, and if you want to purchase one of the books ahead of time, so that you know uh, specifically all the expertise that Jacqueline has. The the Fearless Factor at Work book is there. It's your essential guide for unlocking the secrets to a fearless career and life. Jacqueline, before we let you go, there's there's one more thing that I want to hit on, and I think it's so important to the work that you do. Talk about vulnerability and how you have to allow yourself to be vulnerable in order to make a breakthrough. Um, how important is vulnerability and how do people uh, get to the point where they can embrace their own vulnerability when they come to work with you? So vulnerability is critical. No question. I mean, I'm often asked, you know, I share a lot of my own personal narrative in my books. Uh, I'm not shy about telling people where I messed up and uh, how I could have done things better. Uh, so that's a vulnerable place for a lot of people because behind vulnerability for a lot of people, there's a sense of shame. You know, how many times do you see people, including people in my business, I'm really successful and they look really successful, but they're not making a dime Mm. and you know, they will come across as I've got everything together. 
Um, but if you were to stand up and say, no, I don't, I'm really struggling. I can't quite figure it out. Um, that takes a lot of courage first and foremost. So the vulnerability piece is also about helping others to open themselves up to it. When I mentioned the group forum earlier, vulnerability is a big piece of that. In fact, I just had somebody coming on the program right now that I know quite well, and I know that she can absolutely talk her way around everything. And I said, if you're going to do this, you've got to be open, you've got to be vulnerable, you've got to share what you're really going through, not what you think people want to hear. And that is a, a big piece of the vulnerability thing. But vulnerability strength, I mean, that's the incredible thing about this. And you probably know this too, that when you can admit to your failures, to your mistakes, to the ways in which you don't show up and you couldn't show up better, um, you're building strength uh, in being able to do that. And you're also allowing other people the space to do that too, which is really critical. It's the number one way to bond with someone is to share a little bit of your vulnerability, allowing them to feel okay and you open the door to that. That's when the magic really happens. That's what I tell my clients. That's when you open the door to what could be a real, genuine relationship. You drop that facade. You open the door to uh, allowing one another to be human, and then you can make a, a legitimate connection. Um, Jacqueline, let me tell you, it has been it has been such a pleasure. It's just been an absolute pleasure speaking to you. I wish I wish we had even more time. So I want everyone to go to the Fearless Factor at work. And if you're ready to make a change, sign up for one of Jacqueline's programs. If you're not sure, you can go to the Fearless Factor at work and look at her books. And you can go to Amazon and buy one of the books to understand exactly the work that she's doing. This is so powerful that I recommend that people explore this aspect of your psyche and your makeup before you engage somebody like me. You have to have this foundation to be okay with yourself and to be ready to take on your fears. And it's my impression that's what Jacqueline gives you. She gives you the permission to move forward and take care of your fears. Jacqueline, thank you so much for being my guest. It was, it was an honor to meet you. It was great to have you here. Thank you. I look forward. Uh, I look forward to having you back again when we can explore this in, in even more detail. Folks, that'll do it for this episode of the Inside BS Show. I'm Dave Lorenzo, and we're here every day with a great new look inside business strategy, uh, a, a chance for you to see some of the business secrets on the inside, and also just cutting through all that inside BS that seems to bog us down every day. Join me back here again tomorrow. Until then, here's hoping you make a great living and live a great life.